latest news for Pembrokeshire, I'm Sarah Hoss. Driving to see his injured father without a valid driver's licence cost a Nayland man £235. Morgan Charles Ralph of Nayland Heights pleaded guilty to using a vehicle without third-party insurance and otherwise in an accordance with a licence when he appeared before Haverford West Magistrates recently. Stuart John, defending, said Ralph decided to drive after hearing that his father had been injured in a fall. He started to drive to his house and was stopped by the police. It was not a decision that he took lightly, but one that he took impulsively. Magistrates fined Ralph £120 and added eight penalty points to his licence. He was also ordered to pay £85 court costs and a £30 surcharge. Only 43% of those eligible for the free flu vaccine in the Howaldar Health Board area had it last year. It is hoped a new campaign, which highlights the danger of flu for older people, will help increase uptake of the vaccination in young children. Children are really good at sharing their germs, said Ross Jervis, the health board's public health director. The campaign to vaccinate two- and three-year-olds also clarifies that the vaccine is administered nasally. It is an illness which can be quite nasty, said Ms Jervis. The campaign highlights that the vaccine is administered nasally rather than by injection. She said research showed that for every six children vaccinated, one case of flu is prevented. Ms Jervis said that there had been room for improvement last year and that the campaign emphasised the method of immunisation and the benefits to older people. Flu is an unpleasant illness for children as well and there can be some serious health implications, Miss Jervis said. Haverford West's new secondary school has received a Christmas present from the town's residents. The new chair of governors, Paul Lucas, has recently received a cheque for £2,500 presented by Peter Lewis on behalf of the people of Haverford West. 
This donation is to be spent as the governors see fit, with the proviso that it should not be directed to areas that are the responsibility of the education authority, said Mr Lewis. This small gift is designed to reflect the hopes and aspirations for the children of our town and its surrounding communities. A Merlin's Bridge man, trapped by so-called paedophile hunters, has been jailed for 15 months. Sean Allen Smith, age 53, had admitted attempting to entice an underage girl to engage in sexual activity. Smith of Glenview had contacted what appeared to be a teenage girl on Facebook. In fact, it was a man who used his 10-year-old daughter's profile as his. He told Smith she was 14 and Smith sent a series of worrying messages. The man passed Smith on to the Welsh warriors who attempt to trap paedophiles looking for children to abuse. Judge Geraint Walters told Smith... There were several weeks of conversations and you used graphic terms of sexual activity. It defies belief that a father of four children could behave in this way to someone else's child. He also told Smith it was nonsensical for him to say he was not getting sexual pleasure from his activities. He warned Smith that he was in a self-denial and not ready to undertake a sex offenders programme. Smith was ordered to register with the police as a sex offender for the next 10 years. A Haverford West man appeared before a judge at Swansea Crown Court recently to deny causing grievous bodily harm to a young child. Stephen Carl Smith, aged 28, was before Judge Keith Thomas for a plea and trial preparation hearing. Smith, who at the time lived in Howell Road, denied causing GBH with intent on August the 18th, 2016. Smith also denied a lesser charge of causing GBH without intent. His barrister, John Hipkin, told the court the opinion of a consultant paediatrician had been requested. That's the latest. You're up to date on Pure West Radio. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, Pure West Radio. Merry Christmas, everybody, and welcome to the Pure West Radio Saturday Sports Show with myself, Jonathan Twigg. It's a show with a difference today. A quick comment, there's going to be an open darts tournament for Haverford West starters based at Clarison Road Memorial Hall. That's being held in July next year. Early notice for you dart throwers. Also, congratulations to Crummer on Thursday night. They defeated Tembi 41-10 at Hayward Lane after the game was postponed last Saturday. There was an injury to a Crummer player which caused it to be abandoned, but the actual result stood. They go into Christmas in a very comfortable position in Division 1 West. Unfortunately for Tembi, they're bottom of the league and well adrift of safety. There was one of the fixed they played last week as Nayland defeated Drakaran 71-3. They've moved back to the top of Division 3A West. But there's very little rugby on this weekend. There's only one game this afternoon. That's Narbeth versus Newcastle Emlyn in the Championship at the Lewis Lloyd ground. There's also rugby on television, mind, as the Ospreys take on the Scarlets. No local football, Haverford West County were led away in Britain Ferry Clan Sowell after last Saturday's 5-1 victory at the Leckworth Stadium against Pontypridd Town to push them into the top three of the Welsh League Division 1. So today's show, it's a show with a little bit of a difference and I've got a guest with me for the next hour who's head coach of Whitland Rugby Club, Gareth Bennett. We're going to listen to his life story, his involvement in rugby and how his family support him. First song that I've got for this afternoon. This is Right Said Fred. I'm too sexy for my shirt. And it was passed on to me by Greg Morris. That titanium giant that helps Gareth on the sidelines. At Park Loin Teguin. Right Said Fred. 
I'm too sexy for my love, too sexy for my love, love's going to leave
welcome back here to the Pure West Radio Saturday Sports Show. I'm Jonathan Twig and sat with me this afternoon, I've got Gareth Bennett. He is the head coach of Whitlam Rugby Club in Division 1 West. Welcome, Gareth. And you've chosen all the, the songs in the show here this afternoon. Apart from that first one, right said, Fred, I'm too sexy for my shirt. And the song we've just listened to was what, Gareth? And why did you choose it? Stereophonics Dakota. Just epitomises everything, I think. After a long and distinguished playing career that took you to play for Tlethley and got you Welsh caps at schoolboy level and at university level, what are you doing now with yourself in rugby terms? Second season in Whitland, really enjoying it. Coaching something different, it's, taking, it's coming away from the playing side of things. It's been a long few years of playing. wanted to cut my teeth into coaching. Whitland's a good club, well-rooted in grassroots, and it's also they got a good history and seem to have lost its way a little bit, and we, it's been a good rebuilding job for the last four or five years. Obviously, it's my second season. I was playing the season before that. So with your playing career, Gareth, where were you before that? Where has rugby taken you? I went home. I went back to my home club, Command Athletic. I grew up there with the juniors. Opportunity to play for Clenchley, and I left, there. I left my last year of youth. I went and played for... And then that took me on my journey there. A couple of years in Dunvant, whilst when they turned professional. It didn't quite work out well with me. Picked up a couple of injuries because I was young, 18. Met some great people along the way down there, which then took me further afield and took me down to Narbeth. Eight years down in Narbeth, some fantastic times. Met some fantastic people, good friends who I'm still good friends with now. And that was epitomised a little bit a few weeks ago because you had a reunion game. Do you want to tell us a little <laughs> bit about that? Yeah, young Puku. Puku's one of the characters that he, he was brought over from, with Keith Eaton, who was coaching Arbeth at the time. Established himself, Katty, Amori, with alongside players already there, Simon Daniel, Craig Hawkins, Ripper came down. We had, we had a good side, we had a good time. Played in a fantastic back row with myself, Santa, Anna Reynolds and uh, Simon Davis. We've stayed friends all, ever since. Sally's been bridesmaids. We've got a godparent to Jason Jennings' little one, Josie, and Sarah's godparents to our children. So it's, it's a friendship that's lasted for a long time. Puku came up with a bizarre idea that he fancied playing rugby for his 50th. We did, we put two sides together. It was great at the time, it wasn't so much afterwards. I'm not playing for a while. You said to me there you played in a back row and for those that don't know Gareth, the stature of the man, he's over six foot and he's built like what I will call an outhouse. You've obviously got great memories from playing as well, Gareth, but one of the things I've picked up of from you over the last couple of months, got yourself a big 40th birthday present and you made yourself a chair, a memory chair. Do you want to explain to us what that's all about? Because <laughs> I was lucky as well, my playing career, I've managed to put on the red jersey of Wales and all through the student ranks and West School boys and picked up a number of the jerseys and set as well. An old friend I played with my students, Neil Hennessy, went and showed me a chair he'd had done. I always had in the back of my mind. So Mrs B and my mother, that's what she wanted me to do. So I had a friend based at Bridgen, Ross Pritchard, is what he does. And he came up with this fantastic chair with all the jerseys that have meant something to me over the years, which is which has been great. It does look a fantastic spectacle, but it's the chair that's important because it brings back those memories. Now, you've got a family as well, Gareth. You've talked to me about Sal. 
You've got two children as well. Do both of those use the chair for their own memories at the moment? Or is it, that's mine, don't step inside it? There's actually a throw over it until people come over because we want to try and keep it uh, pristine so the dog doesn't jump on it. To be fair, Mrs B does get to sit on it. I won't have much say in that. It's memories and the kids, when they saw it, were like, wow. Uh, Jack's comment was, why have you had so many clubs? <laughs> He'll realise with his own playing career, because I know he's a sportsman with rugby, with Carmarthen Athletic and cricket, with Carmarthen Wanderers as well, Gareth. But just going back to Mum, I know Mrs B from many, many years ago, and I'm not giving my age away to too many <laughs> listeners, but I went through college with Mrs B, and I do remember some of the times that we had in Trinity. But Trinity means something to you as well, because that was the college you went through. It was, yeah. I'm a, I'm a homeboy, as they say, Carmarthen boy, and... Yeah, Trinity was a fantastic time. We met some fantastic people. We had a fantastic team. Some great memories. Uh, European Cup run, which was which was great. And we played for each other. We played training with the club on a Tuesday, college rugby on a Wednesday, back with the club on a Thursday for Saturday. So it was it was quite intense. But also, college rugby is probably the best rugby you could play. It was uh, off the walls.
Saturday Sports Show here on Pure West Radio. I'm Jonathan Twig and sat with me this afternoon is Gareth Bennett, head coach of Wickland RFC and he's been talking already this afternoon about his coaching career after his playing career which took him to Slethley, Dunvant and Narbeth where he spent eight seasons. You've just chosen a song for me there Gareth which was The Verve Bittersweet Symphony. We've talked about your playing days, but talk to us about your coaching philosophy. What's your coaching mantra? My playing and coaching philosophy go hand in hand. I've always been a player that likes to express themselves. I've always always wanted the ball in my hand. I've always felt as a player, you could do something. And I try and encourage other players, especially youngsters coming through to do that. It's, It's playing what's in front of you. A lot of it's, yes, you have a game plan, but a lot of it's off the cuff as well. And it's build skills and kinesthesis awareness, what's going on around you and people being clued on to what other people are doing as well. And you get that through a bit of fun. Yes, rugby is a business, but you've got to get points. But at the same time, it's you give up your Saturday afternoon, give up your Tuesdays, your Thursdays, or we train Mondays, Thursdays. And it's all about a culture being together, bring a unique, united front of being as a team. I'd like to bring in a lot of other sports into the game into the game of rugby as well. So we could be, for example, if there's a bad day, a bad night with typical West weather, we'll go inside and play different ball games. But I use different size balls so they get their hand eye coordination and bring in aspects of cricket, netball, American football, football itself and rugby into the into play as well. The offloading game or your game awareness and around you becomes just a little bit more. I'm just looking at Gareth in the eye here now. You don't play Quidditch indoors then? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not at the moment. I'll have to no. teach you how to play Quidditch. And we, <laughs> we'll perhaps bring that up for the green machine and see who the Harry Potter is whizzing around on a broomstick. You've spoken to me, Gareth, there about the importance of teamwork. You've been a back row forward as well and the awareness of how to play around with your back row teammates. Within a team you've got, you've got that culture, but, but who else supports you in Whitland? Who else is important to you in Whitland off the field? There's a fantastic team down in Whitland. It's, it's very much a community club. Everyone does everything. From backroom staff that we've got, we've got myself and Dan as coaches, we've got Greg Morris as the team manager, and you won before that. I mean, Greg came in, he's a character in himself, and he brings a bit of fun to the changing rooms. You've got your senior players, Rich Thomas, who does the physio, puts the boys back on the field Saturday for us. On top of that, then, you've got Suzanne, who does an amazing job for both the, the club and the women's section. And then you've got Tony Bowen, who brings all the kit in for and looks after the ground. Wayne Emsworth, who's done a fantastic work on the pitch himself, and he takes that quite personally now. And then you've got Jason running the club as chairman, trying to do everything. And it's a very close-knit community down there. It's, it's a fun time to be with. It is fun, and those that go and watch Whitland on a Saturday 
We'll see that from talking on the microphone and introducing the sides to the crowd and the rapport that you've got in the cabin that's serving teas and coffees and beers. You've got a fantastic setup as well, pretty much in the club where you've got hospitality. But it's an opportune time now, Gareth, for us to choose your second song. Which one will that be? Killers, Mr Brightside.
welcome back again and a warm greeting to Gareth here beside me. What song have we just listened to? And why is that so important? Killers Mr. Brightside is my uh, all-time favourite. It brings back so many different memories from playing, uh, social side of things, uh, friendship more than anything. Can I take you a little bit further back now, Gareth, from your playing days? Where did it all start for you, growing up? As I said earlier, I've got a good cohort of friends. Usher's in my wedding. We still stick together. My best mate, we played all the way through school. We played uh, all the way through youth. We played against each other, which was quite an strange experience. Different influences on, on my career. It's obviously, my parents have had a massive influence. Mum never forgets her Pembrokeshire roots. And when I signed for Narbeth, it was never seen such a light in her eye. Being a Milford girl as well. So I've got Pembrokeshire roots. Dad, big influence because of big football, cricket, all-rounder. Influence on what sport, pretty much the sports I played. And then we had a character through, throughout my playing career. So Pete Doc Evans with Command Athletic. You had Dale Priest and Ian Thomas as teachers in QE Cambria at the time. So on then, the coach I've only called Gaffer, Yeston Thomas at Little Dunfrey. And also Stag, Richard Jones, who gave me my cap uh, under 18 schoolboys. Coached me down in Narbeth and then coached me down in Whitland as well. So I've had him three times over my playing career. I can throw something in about Stag as well, because Stag was the PE teacher when I first went to Taskamilwood School, the comprehensive school. I was the first year of the school in 1978. And he ran the sports department with Peter Herbert. You've identified somebody like that as key in your development, Gareth. How did you overcome points in your career and points as you were growing up that set you back? How did it get you and how did it motivate you onto a new pathway? I started my uh, anterior crucial ligament before uh, schoolboy trials and that was a dark place. It was a dark time. I hadn't had any injuries before previously to that. Ended up means having an operation, but at the time I had a fantastic surgeon in John Black and physiotherapist in Dave. They got me back on the field within three months, to be fair to him. Was it too quick? I don't know, but it, at the end of the day, it got me my schoolboy cap as well, which was, which was a big bonus. But I owe a lot to Pembrokeshire as well, because I spent a lot of dark times down on running in the wash down in uh, Sandy Haven, obviously, because my grandmother and my grandfather, both from Milford. So I spent quite a lot of time down there doing a lot of rehab. I tried to keep myself away from the rugby at the time. It was, it was, it was difficult. I'm a big believer in any setbacks that come back. And since then, I snapped my other ACL, just as I signed Clendivery. So that put me back a little bit. But it makes you stronger at the same time. And it's, it's key to be around people who, who help as well, parents and friends and family in particular. Dark times. Maybe hard times, Gareth, but it didn't stop you having a magnificent playing career. Is there a song from that period, from that era? Elton John, your song. It's my wedding song, so I better put that one on there. It's a little bit funny This feeling inside I'm not one of those who Easily hide Don't have much money But boy if I did I'd buy a big house Where we both could live If I was a sculptor But then again no Makes potions in the 
traveling show I know it's not much But it's the best I can do My gift is my song And this one's for you And you can tell everybody This is your song It may be quite simple, but now that it's done, I hope you don't mind, I hope you don't mind that I put down the words, how wonderful life is while you're in Well, they've got me quite cross But the sun's been quite kind While I wrote this song It's for people like you that Keep it turned on So excuse me for getting But these things I do See, I've forgotten if they're green or they're blue. Anyway, the thing is, what I really mean. Those are the sweetest guys I've ever seen. And you can tell everybody this is the song. You're in the world I hope you don't mind I hope you don't mind That I put down in the world How wonderful life is While you're in the Jonathan Twig and I'm here on the Pure West Saturday Sports Show with Gareth Bennett, the coach of Whitland RFC. We've just listened to Elton John, your song, very important to Gareth because it was his wedding song and it's an opportune time for me now to talk about your family. A big influence is Sal, my wife. She's like a rock, she puts up with a hell of a lot to be fair to her. Probably even if I was injured and couldn't play on Saturday, I'd have to be out the house I think more than anything and I could bear with a sore head. Pre-season, I tend, to, I tend to be away with Warriors, with the Sevens on the circuit. It's just not having that sport influence on, on the weekend. Sarah and I have been together since I was actually in Trinity. We got together probably last year in Trinity together. From then, we just, we've been together through thick and thick. Got married in August 2004. Narbeth were due to play Clearly that day. 
and majority of the boys were in the wedding. So <laughs> that didn't quite go down well. And also we had to get married in August because it was outside the rugby season. <laughs> Talk to me about Sal being the rock and she's the matriarch within your family. You've got two children, Jack and Lucy. What have they brought to the family, Bennett? <laughs> Jack's pretty much, you, know, you see Jack, you see me. Quite laid back. He's an all-rounder, he loves his sport, plays his cricket for the Wanderers. They're doing really well. They won the Welsh Cup last year, first time he's been out of Cardiff area. He plays his football with Johnstone every Saturday and he plays rugby on Sunday with Man Athletic. I've coached him since he was, uh, and his, his boy since he went to six. Uh, they're up to under-13s now. Uh, they're developing and becoming a good side. Some good characters in there, some good trainers in there. and There's some, some players to watch out for in the future as well. Jack's playing eight. You've got a bad teacher, I suppose. Um, and then Lucy then, she's uh, spit the sal. I think she's going to be, she's going to wind, her, uh, she'll wind me around a little finger. She's definitely daddy's girl. But she's playing football. She played for West Wales last year. Um, and she's um, loving playing for Johnstown and the Nines at the moment. Her best friends are there. Um, and her best friends, mother coaches. So it's quite nice because the moment I step away from um, the coaching with any cricket and I don't have to do any coaching with the football or anything, which is, which is quite nice as well because they can just be themselves. With the rugby, it's quite intense because Jack gets to see me all the time because he's with me in Whitland and also Saturday with the games and then Sunday with playing with the rugby as well. So it's it is quite intense. I think what you've said there is dad is dad as well, and it, there is a fine line between coaching and being dad. But you've said about Sal and the influence of the family as well. They're very supportive of you, and I've seen Jack, the water boy, for want of a better word, on the touchline <laughs> with the green machine. But they come to the club as well. They're not ostracised. They are part of Whitland RFC as well. How important is that to you, to see those growing through the club as well? I, I think it's massive. I, I'll never forget myself playing for, for Narbeth. Um, and I had Pete, uh, the water boy, uh, the water man, I should say, uh, bring a player. He wanted to, wanted to be introduced to me. And I, I met the little one. And, and for me, I was at the time, I was only... 19 and that for me it's stuck. I'm a youth worker so I'm a massive believer in player development and also youth youth today themselves. The juniors is the future of any club um, and if they get to come out and they're even a, just a, a tunnel before the players come out one it lifts the players and two these youngsters are looking up they want to be those players they want to be the next Mark Jones, Nico Sotaro or Sean Coles to name a few, I mean, it's, um, as a community club, they've got to welcome in a club as well, which is, I know, any, any grassroots club that buy into the junior section, they can have a strong senior section. I mean, once they're good enough and old enough, they can play. And I think that's, that's the main thing about it. Do you want to carry on coaching long enough to see Jack come into senior rugby or is he going to develop his own career? Jack, Jack will develop his own career. I'll, I'll continue coaching him now till, till youth, when the youth coach will take over. I don't know where I'm going to be myself coaching. Do I want to coach Jack as a senior? Oh, that's a difficult question. I don't know. Um, I, I don't know where my coaching is going to take me. Jack may turn around and say he doesn't want to play anymore. and Highly doubtful, but it is his choice. He's, he's, he makes his own decision at the end. I still support them, and it's great to watch them develop and enjoy with playing with a smile on their face as well. 
which is which is great to see. You mentioned something key there, your own coaching career, Gareth. Geraint John, the new coaching guru with the Welsh Rugby Union. Whitlam boy with Yuri, his dad, playing in the front row as well. But he's he's always a half a rest boy, in my opinion. He went through school there when dad was a caretaker down there. He's been all over the world. But he's brought a mantra back to Wales now that he wants to develop our own coaches. Where do you see yourself in that structure? Because you're coaching in Division 1 West. Where do you see yourself developing? With Whitland or beyond? I think I think there's opportunities. Class example, Stephen Jones. Now, I grew up with Steve um, with the same age. You could see then how much he wanted to be part of rugby and he's had a fantastic career and he's gone on to make a co- fantastic coach. He's had the opportunities to go away, he's come back and now he's, he's going to coach Wales. I mean, it's, it's quite simple. I think there are opportunities and it's if, if there's somebody out there who wants to coach, the pathways are there for them. I know the union are doing a lot to do with coach recruitment, coach development, referees development as well and there are opportunities for those to move on to better themselves or get the professional development that they want or the opportunities that they desire. So the next step for you, if it's with Whitland, end of the championship, is there a possibility you go in premiership to coach? Would you go to Carmarthen Quince? <laughs> if the opportunity came along, yes of course you would. You always want to bet yourself. Every day is a school day. Um, you, you do learn things every day. You pick up off other people. Um, you also pick up a network of friends or colleagues as well. Who knows what what the future holds for the coaching? I'm enjoying it. It is. It's different to playing. You don't don't really get the same influence you do when you're playing, but you still get the, the Saturday morning buzz and your routine st- still stay the same, as you say. And. With your coaching, you are cutting edge in Whitland. I can tell you that now, because I've seen you sat in a stand and you're mic'd up. Now, I can't imagine you're talking to yourself. How far down the line are Whitland with this, with this coaching philosophy and buying into innovative technology? Um, innovative technology, I think it's something different. I think it's just something... You've got, you've got to sometimes take yourself away from the playing area, try and take myself away, especially at home, sit in a stand, you get a broader picture. You hear what people say in the stand as well, which you don't take as much influence, but also you can, you, you see it yourself. We, we are mic'd up, myself and Dan are mic'd up at home, mic'd up the medical team, and also we have a runner as well who relays the messages. But I don't always, I, I can't always sit still watching any sport. I've got to position myself at different places, uh, whether it be what being dad on a Saturday, uh, or with Lucy or Jack, or coaching with Jack or with Whitland. Uh, I'd, I'd be always moving and uh, either be down with the action or I'd be in the stand. Uh, depends if it's raining as well. Also. <laughs> I can't see you losing any hair over that one, Gareth. <laughs> Last question in, the, in this section before we move on as well. You've got one of the love in your life and JB is exactly the same. Which football team do you follow? Oh, Mighty Reds, Liverpool, of course. Uh, Jürgen Klopp has brought something different I like I like the way he man manages players but also Liverpool got expression expression to play as well which is, which is what I like as well and I like the way we play football uh, as Liverpool um, just need to dust off the trophy cabinet for something else in there at the moment that'd be nice I'm pretty sure that'll come because Gareth and I have long conversations over Liverpool because I've got a little bit of a soft spot as well going back and forth to Anfield on a regular basis. You talked about Jurgen Klopp. He's also a bit of a media darling. 
What have you learned off him? Uh, I have a face radio more than uh, <laughs> join the club. Join the club. <laughs> he encourages questions. Um, he doesn't mind being challenged because he'll challenge him back as well. It's quite a, it's quite interesting to see how he is like, psychology, and I think psychology plays a big part in in sport uh, and also with players, support the spectators and the club themselves. Your final choice of song here, Gareth. Otis Redding, Dock of the Bay. It's part of growing up, um, being in college. It was a big song back in 97 for us, I think, more than anything. Sitting in the morning sun I'll be sitting in the evening come Watching I watch them roll away again I'm just sitting on the dock of the bay Watching the tide roll away I'm sitting on the dock of the bay Wasting time I left my home in Georgia And I headed for the Frisco Jonathan Twig here on the Pure West Radio Saturday Sports Show. And many thanks to Gareth for choosing that song. That's Gareth Bennett. That was Otis Redding with Dock of the Bay. Christmas is coming up next week. And you've got a game between Christmas and New Year. But what does that hold? And where are we going in the New Year for the Green Machine? The 29th, uh, Tembia home. Uh, big local derby in the calendar. I enjoy derby days. It's, uh, it brings everyone together. It brings communities together. It brings two... Um, old rivals together as well um, it's great for Pembrokeshire rugby it's good for West Wales rugby uh, all the local derbies you've got um, preparation's gone really well we trained last Thursday in the wet the boys will have a nice little break over Christmas and we'll, uh, we'll be back in Thursday just to fine tune prep and 
team selection and we know what Tem you're going to bring. It's going to be a tough, tough game at home. Um, it was away. Um, I know the coaching team down, down in Tempe, they're trying to get the monkey off the back. But we're in a good place as well. We've got boys come back from injury and the boys, the boys still want to play. We're lying, we're lying sixth in the league at the moment. We're sitting nice. We're where we want to be at this precise moment in time. Um, we're on the turnaround. Back to back derbies, Krimich the week after as well. So it's um, it's interesting time, it's tough times as well. There's no easy game in Division 1. Everyone can beat everyone, but we keep batting them. You waltzed up from Division 2, and I, I mean that in the greatest respect, Gareth, because it was tight with Hendy at one stage, and there were blips along the way, but you got over the line. How big has the step been up to Division 1 West for you as a coach and for the players? I think the realisation for some of the players has been a big step up. I mean, there's some boys come from Division 3, uh, played in 2 and stepping up to Division 1. For, for them, development-wise, um, they got to fast-track quite quickly. We've got quite a lot of established players who've played higher again and you've got to adapt to it. I think confidence is a big one and I instill that quite often every Saturday just to say, go out and express yourselves and also have confidence in what we do. Don't be frightened trying something. Because uh, at the end of the day, it's, it's rugby, it's, it's an enjoyment, it's a hobby. So we're getting there slowly. Division 1 West is a tough league. Go up north towards Aberystwyth, and I know they're part of the Pembrokeshire setup as well. But you've got a number of games. You talked about West Wales in the Swansea area when you're playing Gowerton and you're playing Gorsain and tough places to go. Where are the learning points that you're picking up this season? Because you've been to Gorsain a couple of weeks ago, found it tough up there, but the game was there for the take-in as well. Yeah, and again, it comes down to confidence. Gout, in a way, was a, a great example. We gave him a 19-point head start, and then all of a sudden we decided, actually, we could, we could play here, we can we could beat these. But some of the, the losses have been really marginal, and some have been down to maybe us more than anything, and that belief. When you've got injuries as well, it doesn't help, and I wouldn't use that as an excuse ever, but it's an opportunity for those players to step up. And some of the players who have who've stepped up to the, into the jersey have, have kept the jersey as well, which is, um, which is nice to see, because competition uh, is, is healthy for everyone. Yeah, I can agree 100% with that. Game management? Who's the key go-to man on the pitch that makes those calls and makes those decisions, that understands you as the coach? Oh, the senior players, and it all depends on selection as well. I mean, it's got Mill, Mark, the, the captain, he leads the team. Nico, who's vice captain, but also brings James Stevenson back home as well. He, he's come home and he, he's playing, and Nico and Steve complement each other because they're both players, uh, both play 10 or 15, so it, it's, it interchanges quite quickly. For me, the messages go out quite quickly. Um, You've always got a spine of a side, and whether it be Mill and Jack at eight or um, young Scott coming through, I mean, he's doing really well. And you've got the, the, the two old men of Raf and uh, Die in the second rows if they're playing. But the boys are being pushed with the youngsters coming through as well, and the competition is, is great. And it's even though they not, normally would be first choice down on the team sheet. It's not always the case at the moment. It's, selection is difficult. It is becoming quite difficult, which is great. I keep referring back. You're losing your hair over the selection as well. I'm <laughs> looking at Gareth now. He's got more hair on his face than he has on the top of his head. <laughs> Christmas wish. Christmas next week. It's going to be family time for you and you can switch off from rugby for that 20-minute period when they're opening their presents, perhaps. 
looking to the new year. 2019 for, for myself, I'd like goodwill and wishes to our family and friends uh, far and near. I want to see more friend, friends as well. It's, it's difficult to catch up with time. I just try to make the time, which I think you've got to. We've got close-knit friends and um, see more of them. Obviously, the annual Benny Camp is already in full flow for August Bank Holiday when you've got the Jennings, the Bennetts, uh, the Farrah and Davises all coming together for our regular get-together weekend. So that'll be in full flow. We look, always look forward to that. On the rugby side of things, finishing off in the top four, top five, that'd be really nice. First season back in Division 1. And the bonus is going to be if it trips right after the international break again in February and March, you could be in that position going into the last six games of the season where your whole league season is in your hands. Yeah, absolutely. And the grounds get a little bit harder. The track gets a bit drier and see some more uh, fantastic tries up that way. I can see the warrior side of the sevens coming out with Gareth <laughs> now as well. Gareth, i got to speak on behalf of the listeners and myself. You mentioned something in, in your words here just a couple of minutes ago that you've got to find time for people. i got to thank you for finding time for me and allowing me to come in and talk to you. My choice of song for you is going to be Queen, Under Pressure, because I don't think I've come across another sporting colleague that is so laid back, who takes it on the chin, but does express himself in the correct manner. It shows on the field of play, but it shows in your demeanour off it, where you've got time for everybody, Gareth, so that's the highest compliment I can pay you. Hopefully the listeners have enjoyed your story and your pathway. I wish you personally and your family all the very best for Christmas and the new year and what it brings and let's see where the green machine ends up for the end of the season. Thank you very much. Keep it on.